take a time machine back to before the world went to hell. Around the year 2000. The 80s and 90s were so rad. The movies, the music, the TV, the games. That's what I want to talk about. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And continue the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're cool enough, join the show on Patreon for exclusive bonus content. And now... Less Than 2,000 with Adam Wentz and Chad Bischoff. Less Than 2,000. Now part of the HyperX Podcast Network. So we can talk about today's topic, Blazing Saddles, from 1974. Um, my first note was, wow, one minute in and three racist comments. Yes! <laughs> That was that was my first, that was my first note at a minute in. That yeah. literally was what what was what was what was going on because the beginning of the movie is so racist. It's is shocking. So <laughs> shockingly inappropriate. Yes. And and you know, I guess it was one of those things where I was like I was like struggling for a little bit cuz I'm like, my god, this is like uncomfortable to watch. But then once you get into the meat of the story, once you find out what the story really is, then everything kind of settles in and you really sort of understand, um, you know, what this is, that this, that this is satire, that it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's completely meant to be inappropriate to prove an opposite point. And once that happens... I, like I really settled into it and I started realizing why so many people regard this as one of the best comedies ever made in the history of cinema. Chad, smart point. Got that out early today. It's like, you don't I haven't need a had cup a of smart coffee. point in a while. Maybe it's because we've been on break, but I haven't heard the sound effect in a while. So yes. Smart point. The thing to keep in mind is that this is, you can't judge this movie by 2022 standards in any way, shape, or form. Comedy was a completely different thing back then. Like, TV and movies was a completely different thing back then. This was 1974, bro. This was, like, this was still kind of coming out of the Hollywood studio system and all that stuff, where, where, where Westerns were such popular, uh, was such a popular genre and every single western had to depict um, cowboys as virtuous and it was part of the hollywood system that cowboys were like the good guys and like anybody who was a bad guy had to be thematically punished and it literally whitewashed history and made it sanitized it and and again whitewashed it uh so these these white american cowboys like the John Waynes of the world cleaning up the town from the engines and the black hat wearing cowboys. And to see this movie just completely turn that on its head. The first cowboy you see drops racial slurs right off the bat. And the main, the main guy is, is a black dude and he's awesome and it totally he's inverts <laughs> everything you you just had never seen anything like that before no i i want to say this this had to be this had to be the first of its kind right yes 
Oh, without question. And not only was it the first of its kind, it basically killed a genre. Because after this, like the goody wholesome, you know, goody two shoes wholesome cowboy shows went off the air. And it became. Did they really? Yes, yes. Like like Gunsmoke was one of the longest running shows ever, like ran for 20 something years. It went off the air within a year and a half of this movie coming out. Because Mel Brooks eviscerated the sanitized cowboy show. Like, not only is it a funny movie, but it it totally took all the tropes of that genre, turned them on its head, and shoved it right up where the sun don't shine. All the tropes. I mean, and this thing literally, like, was trying to point out the atrocities of the past. I mean, it had racism, abuse, corruption, sexism. I mean, it literally took every single angle and just punched you in the face through satire have we ever ever had like another chad smart point have we had two of those within the same episode you're making up for lost time dude no do 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 smart point let's just not forget where we were at culturally at the time and the civil rights movement was was just really starting here and have a black cowboy main character in and of itself was shocking. And the original title for this was going to be Tex X. Tex as in a cowboy and X as in Malcolm X. But they decided that people would think it was a porno. So they decided not to go Well, it was around the same time that pornos (laughs) were actually in theaters. So probably a good idea. I mean, what wasn't it around? I mean, we were within a couple of years of that being a, nor- a normal thing for a temporary period in history, right? <laughs> a John Holmes kind of thing. Yeah, I would yeah. I would think so. Dirk Diggler came out around this time. One of the things, I, I, I want to go deeper in, I mean, truly breaking the fourth wall, looking straight into the camera. I, was this the first time? Because this became normal in the 90s. Yeah. I didn't we didn't see it a ton as much in the 80s. You saw it with like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You saw it in some comedies. But was this the first time where they they completely broke everything and looked right into the camera and 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 gave information? I mean, is that was this the first time? Do we know? I couldn't I couldn't tell you for a fact if this was the first time or not in film. I will tell you you know, William Shakespeare did this. William Shakespeare had people turn to the audience and and do an aside or soliloquy all the time so it's from the standpoint of you know from entertainment it's not you no well, no um but but, but you know, i would venture to say it's a it's a lot you know that mel brooksian breaking the fourth wall acknowledge it's a movie turn to the camera and talk to it like rick moranis and Spaceballs. yeah i would say this is this is probably one of the first times ever I don't know. Yeah. So that's not going to make it. I, into I the think. Main episode. I, I think. I, let's. Let's. I hope I'm right. I because you, know, you always wonder where this stuff comes from. Because I think the first time we ever saw it, saw it would have been in what? Uh, um, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. I think would have been the first time we. I think you and I would have seen probably the turning to the camera, maybe cuffs. I think we saw Wayne's World around that well, same time. Saved by the Bell. Zach Morris. Time out. Okay, and the, okay, so that would have been the first. So yeah, I want to say Mel Brooks. <laughs> Mel Brooks. Came, that would have been the first. Mel Brooks started it. I want. I'm now glad that after all of this time in life, I that I feel like I can can 
feel confident in saying, Mel Brooks, thank you for giving us this style uh, on Doing on Zach film. Morris. And then that took us to things like The Office and things where they would yeah. like... Um, yeah. Th- the I other- mean, thank you. Thank you for stealing from William Shakespeare, yeah. <laughs> you know, and bringing it to, to the to the visual medium. The other thing, not just breaking the fourth wall, but I just noticed the way the scenes were staged and shot. There was little to no shot reverse shot at all. It was staged like a play. Like, Mm -hmm. just think of the office scenes with the governor and the uh, attorney general. And they're like, they're just opened up to the stage and just kind of talking to each other. There's no shot reverse shot whatsoever. It's just opened up. Again, like you're you're on a stage, and and then there yeah. were fade outs, and it's just this really antiquated filmmaking. But it's let's face it, it's almost fifty years old. But not just. But I think it, weren't they mimicking kind of the style of the time? I mean, TV yes. was always much more open. Yes. I mean, he was making fun of television. This is what's also interesting about this film, is that it's not a movie making fun of movies. This has to also be one of the first shows, the first movies that made fun of television mm-hmm. because that's what it was parodying. That's, that's the, I mean, that's what it is. And TV is always shot wider, especially back then. Now TV is, is well, you wouldn't know, but TV is actually pretty dang great when it comes to the cinematic adventure of it. Mm-hmm. But, but ultimately... TV was always wide. There was less time, so there was less cuts. There was you had to shoot two shots of people talking. I think I would venture to say that's what he did, because he was making fun of television in a in a in a feature format. Is that a third smart point? What's going on here? What's what's happening? Yes. Smart point. The award-winning Go Nintendo podcast is the best place to get the latest news on the world of Nintendo. We cover the biggest stories, share impressions of the latest games, and answer your burning questions. There's also some general pop culture talk, game music trivia, a heaping helping of silliness, and did I mention our robot companion? I'm the star of the show. Catch new episodes of the Go Nintendo podcast every Saturday on the HyperX Podcast Network. We're the Spirit Hunters, and we're a show that treats Hunter Hunter and Yu Hakusho's author as the center of the universe. Some weeks we do linguistic analysis. The Chinese meaning of this character is to smelt or refine, but so the changed meaning in Japanese it means to temper. Other times, we get absolutely smashed. So we take one shot every time. Yusuke uses the ray gun. One hour later. This is the least coherent episode. Check us out at the HyperX Podcast Network. Some of the things, let's talk about the fart scene. Talking about, uh, so that fart scene, it's a bunch of cowboys sitting around eating beans, and then they all just start farting. And in 2022, that scene is so played out and stale and doesn't even make you blink, and you roll no. your eyes, and you're like, that's 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 dumb. Because we have grown up in a culture where that is commonplace. That is, that w- there's all sorts of flash flatulence gags in everything that you and I have ever seen from the time we were little boys. This was the first time ever that something like this had been done on TV or movies. And it was shocking. We have to, again, put ourselves back into the time frame of 1974 where you're coming off the studio system and every single 
Uh, Cowboy was portrayed as virtuous and wholesome Captain America types. And, and Mel Brooks would say he's watching all of these cowboy shows and movies and they do nothing but drink black coffee and eat beans. Of course they're going to have gas. And yeah. he went for it. So for us, it's, it's one of those jokes that does not work at all for our generation in this no. time frame. But at the time, that was so groundbreaking. That simple fart scene was a watershed moment in comedy and led to all the things that we would see so, later in Airplane and Naked Gun and things like that. So you're basically saying this is also the birth of the fart joke in cinema. <laughs> it's in, it, Perhaps in cinema, the first joke ever, the first ever recorded joke that they found like on a cave painting or something was a fart joke. Was it really? So there you go. There's your fun fact for the day. The first <laughs> joke ever recorded in human history was a fart joke. That's amazing. Think about how many firsts this movie had. Whether or not yeah. it works, quote unquote, in 2022, it's, it's timeless. Not about working. Well, yes. this, this is why, again, not to go back and repeat this. It's a time capsule. I, I, I did wonder, because I, you know, of course, since we are living in 2022, I did... I did do some Google searching to find out if people were trashing it on Rotten Tomatoes or various things like that. And no, people are seeing this for what it is, for the satire, for the importance, for the for the all that kind of stuff, which is why I mean, it shocked me at first. But the more we talk about it, I understand it. And just to repeat it, one of the best comedies ever made in the history of cinema. Yeah. And not just because it gave us firsts, but because it it showed us that we could break norms. I mean, we used, I mean, we, you could learn so much through this satire. And, and so it's, people can't trash it. I figured people would be dogging on it. I mean, it still has a massive Rotten Tomatoes score today. And obviously Rotten Tomatoes has been along, been around what, half the time that this movie's even been around and it still has great reviews. And that's incredible. I mean, that's that's a statement of great, great filmmaking. And only Mel Brooks could do this. I, I Could you imagine somebody trying to do this now? I guess it would be somebody like um, Peel might do something like this. Yeah. In terms of the, the hot button issues of the time and, and going for... I mean, it's such a delicate um, subject and you have to approach it exactly the correct way. For one, I think, let's face it, I think you probably need to be a minority to 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 make this statement. You need to be Jewish, well, you need to be black, today. you need to be uh, <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I, could, I mean especially today. And that's and I think that's and I think that that that's okay. Yeah. You know I don't I mean? think Judd it, Apatow could do this movie. No, 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 no. I don't think he could. I mean it's I mean, could could he and make I it funny? I don't want him to. Yes, but I don't want him to. Let's put it that Bad way. Bad idea. <laughs> there were so many um, lines that whether or not I remember them coming from this film or not, I mean, of course, it gives us the context for that great part in UHF. Badgers, we don't need no stinking badgers because this gave us badges. We don't need no stinking badges. Um Excuse me while I whip this out. Hey, where are all the white women at? Never mind that. Here comes Mongo. And then 
I thought was my favorite line, like cracked me up at the end when, when the town is like getting together and they're accepting the people from the different cultures and they're all coming together in a nice melting pot. But one of the guys says, but we don't want the Irish. (laughs) (laughs) The Irish are always getting crapped on. (laughs) It's just so great. This, this movie was, was awesome. I am so glad we did this one. And by the way, because obviously we've heard where the white women at for a really long time. This part I did forget about, even though, because, you know, in watching this, he says that to the KKK people. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. He pops around the rock and goes, hey, well, hey, the white, white women. <laughs> I love how they he pops them. out too. And Gene Wilder like pulls him by the collar or whatever. And it's <laughs> it's such a great delivery in his facial expression. And then their reaction. It's classic, man. It, it that is great movie. In the moments where the comedy is dated or whatever, like this movie works. I, I hate to keep coming back to meatballs. And I'm not crapping on meatballs. Well, a little bit, but I'm just to illustrate the difference between the dated comedy of the two. Like Blazing Saddles has all those social messages and all that satire about Western films, which yep. even in the moments where it's not knee slapping funny. There's still something to sink your teeth into and something to really right. appreciate about Blazing Saddles that a movie like Meatballs just doesn't have. The character that Gene Wilder plays was supposed to be an older guy, the washed up sharpshooter or, you know, quick draw guy. Yeah. He was supposed to be older, but Gene Wilder convinced him from his work on Young Frankenstein that, that he was the right guy. And Gene Wilder, there's something about him, man. There's just, yeah. there, he's just got this like, a je ne sais quoi. I don't know how to put it. He he has the, the way he looks, the way he acts. I know it, a lot of it comes from how I think about him as Willy Wonka and like that twisted sort of like slightly menacing way mm-hmm. that he played Willy Wonka. But maybe it's his eyes, his like piercing blue eyes or or there's something about Gene Wilder, dude. In comedy that drama. That is just, yeah. That is just calm nature in this movie, especially. It was a different Gene Wilder, but it was just, it was so, it was almost comforting. He was like the blanket to this crazy world that our hero was in, mm-hmm. you know? And it just, it provided a, a, a safe space and, and, and it worked and it was just cool. He was just like laid back Gene. <laughs> laid back gene and it was supposed yeah. to be uh cl- we got to talk about Cleavon little the 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 star the guy who played sheriff bart he was awesome man i loved his his demeanor his his delivery of the lines his sort of easygoing way it was so this film was uh gene gene wilder um i'm sorry richard pryor did work on the script and richard pryor was originally yes. supposed to be the star of this film but he had so many personal problems and drug problems at the time that the studio couldn't insure him. So they found oh, wow. Cleavon Little. And think about how different this film would be with Richard Pryor. I think it would be great. I think it would be like Richard Pryor is awesome and he did great movies with Gene Wilder. But something about Cleavon Little and his the fact that he I'm not familiar with him from anything else. And just no. sort of his subtle delivery. Like, Richard Pryor, Pryor would play it for jokes. 
Every line yes. would be a laugh. Where Bart is more of a straight man in this movie. And it works. It's so great because the world around him is so crazy. Yes. The world around him is so crazy and he's just kind of floating on through it. You know what I mean? And what I love is he's very soft-spoken. Yeah. But the further the movie goes, the more he comes into his confidence. You know what I mean? You wouldn't have heard him say, where the white woman at in the first act or even the second, but towards the third act when right. he has his confidence and yes. he's, he's, he's building that, he's going to take those leaps. He's going to jump to save the town, to do the thing that needs to do, to be the sheriff. And uh, it comes out. And I think that only works. Again, he was the right choice in the end. Richard Pryor, yes, would have been great. But you would have had a different movie. And it might not it might not been as timeless as it is with this. Just a soft-spoken sheriff who finds his way. And it's great. Completely agree, man. Completely agree. And, and Mel Brooks was electric in all of his roles. Like... He he steals scenes, man. He's he is great. I I love yeah. the cockeyed uh, governor, um, and I, I I loved the his his shtick was just so uh, the way he kept calling him Heady, and he's like it's Heady, sir. <laughs> and that guy was great. Harvey Corman, who was on the yep. Carol Burnett show and won four Emmys out of six nominations. So wow. he was a brilliant sketch artist, and he his performance was solid all the way through. The snivelly politician who is working all the <laughs> angles. I just I'm really glad we went back and watched this because I think I had only watched the highlights, the bits and pieces, the stuff that you remember, the 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 really yeah. raw racist stuff that just makes you cringe. That's the stuff yeah. I remember, and this was. Um, a better film than I thought it would be. And when you really put the social and film perspective on it, it's what it makes sense why it's in the library of Congress. It makes sense why it's considered one of the top 10 most influential, influential comedies of all time. Blazing Saddles, Mel Brooks, this movie, you got to see it. You got to see it in 2022. Better than meatballs. <laughs> I, would actually, I was going to say final question, but you already answered it. Final <laughs> question was going to be, uh, I guess it wasn't really a question. Beavis and Butthead, do the universe, <laughs> not a recommend. <laughs> Blazing Saddles, Saddles, Adam and Chad, this episode are going to give it a, you have to go back and watch it whether you've seen it or not. Two thumbs up from us. Four thumbs up. <laughs>